Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment, where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hey, all you bloomers, welcome back once again to another beautiful blooming episode of Inner Bloom. <laughs> I'm Alexa. This is I'm Ambrosia. Welcome, welcome. Um, so yeah, we, <laughs> gosh, we've been recording a lot recently. Um, and that's because I'm about to go on my honeymoon. Yay! Guess what I found out yesterday? <laughs> What'd you find out? By the way, are we looking at Instagram or I guess we're not looking at Facebook because we're not recording. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. Uh, I found out that um, – so I'm going to Joshua Tree for my honeymoon, and I found out that um, – have you heard about that apple fire that's happening in California right now? No. There's what, been a big going fire on? going on in California for the past, like, three weeks or something, and it's, like, 30% contained, and it's oh my right God. next to Joshua Tree. <laughs> She, are you kidding me? Everything is going on for you. You poor thing. God, I don't think it. you can actually like come through Joshua Tree because there's honestly like no trees there. It's a desert. You know what I mean? So I don't know how fire can exist in a desert because there's nothing to burn. But mm. yeah, I don't know what to say to that. Are you going to be able to get in though and get out? I think we will. I think we will. We'll see. It's going to be an adventure, nonetheless. It will. You know what I mean? It always is an yeah. adventure. Such an adventure. Um, but uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm, yeah, doing good. I had a dream it was Christmas. I woke up it's not. So, you know, there's that. Wow. Maybe that yeah. means something really good is coming. I got a new vacuum in my dream, which kind of like plays into the Stepford Wife situation here because I was real excited about it. Well, maybe, maybe it means you're vacuum. getting a new tool. That'd be cool. Yeah. I like that. A new way How to was clean your night? up. How was your six hours since I've talked to you last? <laughs> well, this is actually what I want to talk about today. Nice segue. Um, I've had a lot of, like, pain come up in the past month. Uh, past month. Past 24 hours. Um, and I was talking about it with one of my coaches yesterday. And... So the the topic that I want to talk about today is boredom and the kind of like the spiritual meaning of boredom. And, Mm. you know, I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this, but like the boredom to me is like kind of the worst emotion I could ever experience. I feel so triggered around boredom and this feeling like I don't know what to do with myself. Like I don't know – So the past few days, I've been feeling really tired. I'm just coming off my wedding. Like, I'm kind of in a little bit of a low because it's like this high of your wedding and being with everyone, and all of a sudden, you're kind of back to reality, and you're just like, oh, you know? (laughs) And I'm tired. Energetically, there's a lot going on. I haven't been eating the best. I don't feel like doing anything. I just – and then it's like, 
you know, I'm doing things that don't feel energetically good. I'm like infinite scrolling on TikTok. I'm just kind of like consuming, very much in a mode of consuming. And I finally realized like this is what I do every time I get bored, right? I say Mm -hmm. I'm bored. I don't know what to do. And then I try to fill my uh, empty space with entertainment or like gossip or food or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so I was really starting to dissect this yesterday of like, God, like, why is this happening right now? I hate this feeling. Like, I hate it so much. Anyway, through talking with my coach, I ended up realizing that what's really at the heart of this is um, that I, and it's an ironic time for this realization to be happening, but like, I really want to be more connected with people, you know? And it might Mm -hmm. seem like through this podcast and through the work we do, and we're always on Zoom and we're always kind of talking with people and working with people, but it's always for a purpose, right? It's always like, oh, well, you booked a session with me or like we're doing this podcast or we, we've we committed to do this thing. Therefore, I know how to show up. I know that I have something to fulfill, whatever. But when it comes to like my friends will FaceTime me and I'll be like, oh, I can't do this right now. Or there's mm. opportunities to even hang out. Like one of my friends who was at the wedding, he had just come back into town after being gone for a long time and my hu- now husband's like, let's like – have him over for whatever. And I remember at the time, I was just like, "Mm, let's just not, you know? And I've been looking at this behavior recently and being like, why do I do that? Because there's this deep part of me that wants to connect with human beings, like really, really wants to connect. And then because I don't connect, I feel feel alone. And I try to um, supplement that connection with like – People on, I'm like, look, I, I'm not alone. I have people on TikTok. Or like, look, it's okay right. that I'm alone because I have like awesome, like sweet things to eat. Or like, it's okay. You know, I try to, I isolate myself and then I find ways to um, distract myself from the idea that I'm actually alone, if that makes any sense. And what this all ended up coming back to was that like when I was little, I had some experiences that made it, made me create the belief or led me to create the belief that being with people wasn't safe, that I wasn't Mm. safe with people. I had a sexual, um, what do you call it? Like another little girl who came over. I don't even know if I've ever like publicly really talked about this, but there was someone who was the daughter of one of my mom's friends. And when she would come over, she would like sexually, I don't know, she like not attack, but you know, do inappropriate things with me. And I remember at the time just wanting to be liked and wanting to be accepted and wanting to feel connected. And um, and then I have these other memories of my mom being really concerned that I was so alone, like that I, I was an only child and I didn't have anyone to play with. And so she would be like, don't you want to invite someone over? And I'd be like, no, I really don't want to. And she would do it anyway because I think she was concerned about me and wanted to make sure like I had yeah friends. So she would bring these people over and I just remember I felt like my vi- my boundaries were so violated. Like I felt so scared. I felt so put on the spot. Like I didn't know what to do. And anyway, I think this led me to believe that in order to be friends with people or kind of be around people or just hang out with people, I always have to be giving something up. 
I always have to be mm. giving a part of myself or violating my boundaries or entertaining them or doing something I didn't want to do. And so I was having this moment yesterday. If any of you are following this, I know there's like a, a bunch of different pieces to this. I was having this moment yesterday where I was like, oh my God, like I, all this time, it's like I've been finding ways to protect myself from the thing I want the most, which is just genuine like human connection. And as a result, I've been, you know, trying to keep myself safe. But as a result, that's led to some really unhealthy things in my life and sadness and darkness, you know. And so I was just kind of starting to acknowledge how I think it's really becoming time to shift this. And that's why I say this is very ironic that this is happening at this time because I'm I'm realizing that I need to shift my kind of isolation tendencies in a time when everybody's supposed to be isolated. Supposed to be isolated. Well, I mean, that's when it's the most apparent, right? So that makes sense to me. I understand that. But thank you for sharing that because that's a really vulnerable thing to share. Yeah. I mean, well, I feel in my heart like a lot of people can probably understand this in some ways, Mm -hmm. you know, like the more that I do emotional work with people um, in my work, the more, number one, I start to realize that like the, uh, why can't I think of the word right now? Sexual, it's like inappropriateness or whatever. I don't know if it's sexual abuse, but something in that realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is so prevalent. Like there's almost not one person that I've ever talked to when I've been doing uh, EFT sessions or anything that has not brought that up. Like it's, I think everyone has had an experience. Um, And the isolation thing, especially in this community of empathetic, um, empathic, spiritual people who are so sensitive (laughs) and feel unsafe a lot of the time and feel like it's not safe to be seen – I feel like is is also very prevalent because we're trying to like protect our energy. We're trying to feel okay. Mm-hmm. We're trying not to absorb other people's emotions. And, you know, I think this goes along with our most recent episode, Ambi, The Great Awakening, right? It's also this awakening of, hey, maybe we are safe though. Like mm-hmm. it, it has not felt safe. But maybe that belief and that whole structure, that's that's part of the old world. And this new world that we're creating it is safe to connect with people. It is safe to be seen. It is safe to open our hearts. And it is safe to – the other thing I was thinking about is like, you know, why do – one of the things that gives me the biggest anxiety about just hanging out with people is, again, this belief that I have to serve them in some way. I have to entertain them. I have to give them something I don't want to give them or exhaust myself in some way for them. Why isn't it just okay to be with people? Do we always have to be proving our worth or? Well, I think that's what like we're conditioned to think Um, from like a very young time. I know that if you go to someone's house, you like help with the dishes after you eat the meal, which I think is just nice. But like you're supposed to entertain them in some way or you're supposed to make sure that they're feeling okay in some ways. So it is exhausting to have people come over to your house because it's there's a lot more energetically that goes on um and robbie rosie on instagram says huge realization now is a good time to open up slowly because of what's going on 
And I, I agree with that. I think that's a good point. I think giving yourself grace, Alexa, and being easy on yourself is hugely important. Hugely important. Because um, I think a lot of us are going through this. And I also think that it's important to redefine what safe means. Mm-hmm. I like know? that. Because what safe meant to you as a child is not the same as what it means now. Like, you, like I had a realization that nobody needs to rescue me. Safe for me can just mean comfort. And that doesn't need to be with anybody, but that doesn't need to be alone either. Like, I, I um, definitely don't want to take from your story. It's not my intention. Um, but, yeah, as a child, I had a lot of instances where I was unsafe. And one of them is very similar to your story, except it was a neighbor. So um, I didn't know really for a long time what safety meant. And I always thought that that's how you build connection with people is through um, some kind of sex, right? Like that's just, that's normal and that's what you, how you build connection. And so I feel like we're redefining what normal is. And just like, so Alexa and I kind of went in a rabbit hole yesterday of these LOL dolls. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, I think it relates to safety. And so if you look at, so I have um, an eight-year-old, I forgot how old she is. And um, these little LOL dolls, I'll show you guys, actually, these little dolls right here. And so some of them are color changers. And so you dip them in ice cold water and they have bathing suits on, and it's really lingerie. It's not actual bathing it's, suits. Or it's, it's like, like whips and chains. Like it's like it wildly like. inappropriate lingerie. And so when I asked my, because this was on TikTok, when I asked my daughter this, she's like, yeah, that's their swimsuit. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, we're normalizing sex to children. We're normalizing pedophilia we're normalizing a lot of things that basically telling children like this is how you create connection is through sex Mm -hmm. and I feel like that is creating unsafe um the feeling of unsafe and also the feeling of I can't trust anybody and this feeling that you're talking about that I have to give a part of myself even if it's uncomfortable to someone else and that's really I, I would really like to see that change. Like the Bratz dolls, those dolls are way too sexy for kids. My daughter doesn't have any of those because I won't let her get them. Like, yeah. just not going to happen. It's Some of the dolls have, like, way too much makeup on, and their outfits are too inappropriate. I don't like them. My daughter has all of the animals, and my daughter only has two of these LOL dolls because the dolls are more expensive than the animals, and I'm cheap. <laughs> So um, I didn't know that the color changers had lingerie. Um, but I think a lot of parents don't see the, the connection here between this is wildly inappropriate and we are normalizing um, explicit sexual acts with children. And that should not be happening. That is not okay. I mean, I think about like some of the songs that – I, we were talking about this at the wedding. I don't know if you were hearing uh, your friend and I talk. I don't know if you want me to say her name, but um, we were talking about it. 
And we were listening to these songs in like elementary school and middle school, and we had no idea what it meant, but it's wildly inappropriate for kids. Yeah. Like talking about having sex and like having erections, and like all kinds of stuff. And this is just normal in our society. Yeah, well, it's a lot of like subliminal messaging. And yes. And yes. even the Disney movies, like, don't get me wrong. I know people love Disney. I love Disney too. Like, don't get me wrong. I took a whole college course though on this and how the Disney movies, I mean, just like from, this is a whole other topic about like how the women are like anatomically incorrect, how the oh, whole, Jesus. all the storylines are about like just women being like disempowered, all the old ones at least, like maybe they're starting to change now, thankfully. But, you know, there's just a lot of subliminal messaging in children's stuff because why? Because that's like when children's children are most... Um, from the ages of like zero to eight or seven or eight, they're in a state of just absorbing everything around them because yeah. they're trying to learn. So it's, it, they know, again, they know that. They know that this is the time. And so anyway, yes, it does all come back to this idea of having to give something up to be with other people, um, not being safe around other people. And what does this lead to? Loneliness and isolation. And this isn't just a me thing. Like I said, I think this, a lot of people are starting to feel this way. And I, and actually, now that we're talking about it, I do think that coronavirus is almost just amplifying that. It's amplifying oh, yeah. the loneliness and it's showing people how upset that that makes them, just like me, this experience I'm having, it's like, hey, do you really want to be alone in this way that you have been or do you want to find a new way to connect with people do you want to find the um the power within yourself to know that you're safe to know that you're okay to know that you don't have to do anything for anyone that you could just have someone over and you guys could literally just sit there in chairs and just like talk or just like look at the trees or whatever it doesn't matter you don't have to do anything but you can be with other people in a safe way and um I, another thing that came out of all of this for me was the um, realization that like I've for so long just kind of really run from who I really am. Like anytime I haven't even let myself acknowledge these feelings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I have not even yeah. let my, it's almost like I'm afraid to acknowledge that I feel alone, even though I can say to someone, oh, I feel kind of lonely today. It's like for me to really, truly acknowledge, no, no, no I feel alone. That mm. feels really scary to me. And mm -hmm. so today what was coming through this morning as I was thinking about this is like, oh, wow, there's this whole part of me that, that I don't even feel like I've scratched the surface in a way of who I really am in here because there's mm -hmm. this whole part of me that I won't even acknowledge. There's this whole part of me that I'm not even, I've been afraid to kind of go into the depths of. And in actuality, what what do I want as well in, as in addition to connecting with people? I want to connect with myself. Like I want to feel safe to connect with my true being. And how could I ever feel alone if I was able to connect with my true being? You know what I mean? But that's mm -hmm. the disconnect that's happening. Like that's what is happening as I'm unable to acknowledge this feeling of loneliness is I'm unable to acknowledge my full self. And mm -hmm. that's why when I go into meditation, it's like 10 minutes. Okay, I'm done. I can actually start myself, start to feel myself getting somewhere. And then I'm like, okay, that's enough. And I like distract myself once again from going there, right? It's the same thing, even though it's not with another person, it kind of, it's the same energy. It's like, oh, I'm scared to connect. It's not safe to like fully connect. And mm. so I got really excited this morning because I'm like, 
my God, this is what I've really wanted for forever is to have this true connection with myself and to feel safe to connect with myself. And Ambi, I actually thought of something you told me when we first met and you did a reading for me. Oh, I'm nervous. One of the first readings, you said, um, you you told me that when I was at my EFT retreat uh, training to become an EFT practitioner, you said, they're showing me Osho in a cave or something like that. And I was like, okay. And you're like, I think they're saying like that was supposed to, this experience, like you were supposed to really see yourself and meet yourself. And like, but you said something like, in this experience, you were supposed to really connect with yourself, but you're afraid. That's what it was. Sorry. You're afraid you're going to end up like Osho. You're afraid that you're going to end up like Osho and something about in a cave. And I think that means like going too far or it's dangerous, right? Because Osho, right, was the guy who like basically started, a, he got super spiritual and then he like started a cult or something like that, right? Well, yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to, for the purposes of the story, yes, we will say yes. What, well, what's your perspective of it? My perspective of it was that um, he probably knew more than he let on of like what was happening, but like his assistant was the one that like went crazy. Oh, I didn't see the documentary. I just kind of, yeah, I saw the, I saw the documentary. He was, he was like the spiritual leader. But the I don't agree with the guru mentality anyway. So let's move on. Keep going. I don't want to get derailed off okay. of No, off that was it. That was it. I just remembered that the the essence I had from that reading was that like you were supposed to take this time to really like see yourself and connect with yourself, but you're afraid mm-hmm. to do that. You're afraid yeah. for some reason. And, and I think a lot of people are. You know, I feel like that's not just a you thing. That's a lot of people that are afraid of um, really diving in and connecting with their self, their higher self, their current self or their their past self, you know, looking at the things they've done in the past and really like facing it. Um, And what it's reminding me of is this feeling of feeling alone in a crowded room. Mm hmm. You know, um, a lot of people talk about that. And sometimes I feel like that. Sometimes I feel like I have no one to talk to. And I, I, that's not true. But sometimes I feel like it's easy to get in your own head and in your own way. Um, And Robbie Rosie says, ground yourself to you. Deep roots. Yeah. That's good advice. Um, Alana, how do I say that? Snowbillick? Um, says this time has allowed me to realize how I feel safe. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, but I guess also like what I'm getting at here is like, (sighs) the old, okay. Arc nine, the Arcturian energy that you channel Ambi is always saying, we're always with you. You're never alone. You're never alone. You're never alone, right? And I hear that and I go, okay, that's comforting. But also I look around and I am alone. Like I don't see anybody, you know? Yeah. And so it's a, it's a, it kind of, it depends what my mood is when that's said to me. Cause sometimes it can be said and really comfort me. Cause I can like feel like, yeah, we're always supported. And sometimes it's said to me and I'm like, Uh, I don't see anybody around here and like I want to see somebody, you know, I want to feel like I'm not alone. I want to like see you in the room. And Mm -hmm. um, and what I'm feeling today is like 
but this is the ultimate. My whole life, I felt like I was alone. I need connection. Like, I'm an only child. My parents worked a lot. I just had au pairs. Like, I've always had this I'm alone thing going on. And in actuality, like, this is the type of connection I've been looking for my entire life, like, since I was born. The connection with me, like the connection mm-hmm. with spirit, the connection with my inner being, because when you have, that's the thing that can never leave you. Your inner being or your who you really are, that you can never separate from, you can temporarily separate from that if you choose to, but I'm saying like, that's always there for you. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of this really exciting, almost frontier I feel like I'm on because I'm like, oh wow, like this is that relationship that will never go away this is that feeling of love and connection and company that can never dissolve as long as I cultivate it and know that it's there you know and so that's all just to say I feel like through all this pain coming up I'm about to break through something that I've genuinely struggled with my whole life. And that's not to say that like overnight, oh my God, like I don't feel alone and it's not that. It's just I can feel that I'm in this phase of phasing it out, starting Mm -hmm. to, you know, and that's really exciting. Yeah. No. Did you see, can you see the comments? Yeah, I can. Robin. Yeah. Is there a fear of intimacy really seeing and being seen? Um, You know what? There is an element of that. There is an element of that, of definitely, like, feeling like I'm not enough or, like, insecurities, for sure. In a lot of ways, I've come very far in that way. But then even just having my wedding last week, it's like the whole experience was so incredibly beautiful. I felt so beautiful. I felt so loved. It was amazing. And it also pointed out some things that I'm still really insecure about, you know? Mm. So... I think I just think the point is like I also started this is weird I was working out today and I was thinking about all this stuff and then I just got the inspiration to start channeling out loud like but oh my god this is so exciting I guess my channeling looks different than I feel like most channeling looks because most channeling it's like you know ambi you do literally everybody says that keep going I know But my channeling is just kind of, I've noticed, like, if I just start speaking to myself, like, I can feel that it's, it's like I can feel that I'm channeling in a way. And I don't know, for some reason while I was working out today, it came through easier than normal. And it, I, it was, I was like, I was just, what, what's up? Because you're relaxed. Yeah, true. And I just started talking to myself or someone was talking to me about, um, about 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 phasing out old really old dense painful things and how listen when you're in the process of doing that and letting it go it's going to come up again and you're going to see it really in your face and it's going to feel really uncomfortable but don't get lost in the hall of mirrors that is the fear right don't get don't Mm. because whatever you decide about it is going to be the truth so if something comes up again and you say oh no this is like, we're back. Like I'm back on that path. I'm, you know, you go into the fear about it. Then it, sh- then it shall be so. Like that's what I kept hearing. Then it shall be so. But if you say, oh, okay, I see this. And 
this is here for a little bit and all right, I know this is this is part of it, it, it on its way out. Then it passes through just like a wave and then it shall be mm-hmm. so, you're on to the next. So it's really about how you categorize these things as they come back up and knowing that as you are allowing these things to move on or as you are filtering out these old dense patterns, they Mm -hmm. will come back up more in your face again. You know what I mean? They will, Mm -hmm. you will feel the pain of them again. So. Mm -hmm. Robbie, that's so true. Okay, so we have some comments. Hold on. Um, Alana says, I definitely struggle with intimacy as it relates to fear. I let my clouded view of myself to not allow me to feel safe, especially when I'm vulnerable in a vulnerable situation. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's so true. Um, Carrie Mayweather says, uh, what would you ladies say are good, uh, are good to deal with this fear of wanting to be connected, safe and supported, but not needing to reach out to others or overcompensate yourself um, to do so? Why don't you want to reach out to others is my question. And then Robbie says, uh, seeing it and acknowledging it will allow it to move through. Exactly. So just just sure. relaxing about it, not getting so stressed out, like, oh, my God, it's coming up again. Being like, all right, you know, and just cool, cool. Yeah, yeah cool, cool. That's cool. Um, Carrie, why – my question to you is why don't you want to reach out to others about it? Because I think that is a big misconception in a lot of ways about um, being on this path and healing is like, oh, I have to do it all on my own. Or like, Mm. oh, I shouldn't burden anyone this. Or like, this is what a spiritual person does. A spiritual person, you know, it's all my issue anyway. It's all just a reflection of me. So I have to do it alone. And I I genuinely think, and I'll credit Julia Phoenix with this. She's she's said it in ways like that I can most hear it is like, why? Like we're meant, we're human beings. Like we're meant to be here and connect and help each other. And I genuinely think that might be kind of part of the issue sometimes. You're not. You see what she said? No, sorry. What'd you say? She said, not really having any others that are supportive to reach out to that wouldn't invade my feelings or invalidate my feelings, I guess. I have, oh, I have to go to work. Hi, Alana. Carrie, so then that, that would, I think community is incredibly important. Like finding community, you can, you know, that's part of why Ambie and I started this podcast is we've been really working on cultivating a community of people that will support you and will validate you. And even if they don't know you, you know, our private Facebook group, Inner Bloomers, like that's where a ton of people are meeting and connecting and sharing their stories. And and even if you don't know the person, like you, everyone relates. And yeah. I think that's super important. But Carrie, I also understand, just to play devil's advocate, I also understand the feeling of like, well, I don't want to bother anybody with my problems. Um, And so that can be incredibly isolating and lonely because sometimes you do need to bother people with your problems, you know, and understanding that you're not you're not a bother to people. Exactly. Because if you if you say I get that, too. But if you mm-hmm. continue to perpetuate that, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to bother anyone. You cut off. It's like I see cutting off all the energetic streams. You you back yourself into a corner and you start to perpetuate another belief that I can't. I don't have any help. Yeah. Yeah. 
which also will start to manifest in you not being able to receive your energetic support, your spirit team support. Like you'll, you know what I mean? It it starts to, I feel like that can manifest in the way of believing that the universe isn't there for you. When the universe is there for you, but you have to open up and and allow people in, you know? I really love the way that our guest yesterday on the podcast said, um, that she communicates with the universe and the way that she told the universe, like, okay, I'm going to do this, but like, you got to back off. You got to give me like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. It's just something that's so simple to like have a conversation with the universe, you know? Totally. Robbie said, um, is it Robbie or Roby? Well, anyway, said, ugh, if we could all get over that bothering each other, change mm-hmm. bother, change bother to love. Mm, loving love each that. other. Yeah. Yeah, that hit the nail on the head, Amby. I hate that burden or victim mentality, so sometimes it gets hard to reach out for support. I guess I feel like I'm lowering others' frequencies. Yeah, I get that, Carrie. I get that. I understand that. Um, because I I get the mentality of, like, nobody wants to hear the complainer, you know, the negative Nancy. And so – it's better just to just be quiet and sit there, but that's not always true and that's not helping you. So, And also, I mean, Ambie, I could think back to times when you were really in that mode of like, oh, I don't want to bother, you know, I don't want to bother you with my stuff. And then what would happen in our relationship? Like I could feel it brimming mm. in you. And then it would eventually explode at some point and we would have to have this whole thing, which is Big fine. conversation, yeah. It, it, it ended up just, I think, putting you on a roller coaster of emotions and, and me too because it seemingly would kind of like come out of nowhere because you weren't finding – you didn't feel supported. You didn't mm-hmm. feel heard. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. I like your hair tie, by the way. I know it's completely off track. Thanks. I've been, it's like, I've been wearing, I don't even know where it came from. I think like spirit gave it to me as a gift. It's like, you should wear this scrunchie. And now I wear it every day. And I literally don't know where it came like from. A bow. No, it's a scrunchie. It's super cute. Thanks. <sighs> anyway, I think in summation, if you're dealing, if, if loneliness is coming up for you right now, I think one, it's an invitation to dive deeper into yourself. Two, it's an invitation to reach out to your community, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, three, um, know that, you know, it's coming up, I think, for all of us to process and get to know ourselves better. Um, because truly, like, what are we moving towards? Unity consciousness, right? So in order to go mm-hmm. to that, we need to acknowledge the parts of us that, that don't feel that, you know? We need to do the healing where the healing is needed. And so just remember, as these old things are coming up, what if we didn't look at it as, oh, no, here we go again, but we looked at it more like, oh, cool, maybe this is, um, it's time for this to go. Like, that's why mm. this is showing back up, you know? Yeah. And and think and thinking about if in the even in the past if if all the times in the past we had actually reframed our thought as like oh cool maybe this is part of, this is this is a sign that this is on its way out and I can just relax about this and kind of like let it move through then this would have gone back then and it's okay that it didn't but it's just to say 
you know, I think everything really is about our perception of it. And so what if we could change our perception about old triggers and turn it into, actually, I'm shifting this right now. That's that's what this is about, you know. Carrie says, thank you, ladies. The podcast, this podcast helped me feel community and I went into hermit mode, but we'll come back. Yay. Yes, come back. Come back. I know all about the hermit mode, but it's more fun to interact. Robbie says, we are all in this together. Open up and allow yourself to receive. Love you guys and your work. Thank you so much. I love you, Robbie. Thank you, all of you, for watching and listening. Uh, This is our first Instagram Live. This is fun. I like Instagram. What do you think? Oh, you're waiting for me to talk. That makes sense because yeah. we're doing we're a, podcast a podcast together. Yeah, yeah, no big deal. It's fine. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I like it. I love it. Cool. If you're not following us on Instagram, check us out, Inner Bloom Podcast. I guess we're going to do live streams here now. So. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and if you want to interact with us more or be a part of an even more intimate community, check out our Patreon. Everyone there, you know, has gotten to know each other so much better because it's it's a community where we meet multiple times a month uh, for different things and um, so genuine friendships have formed genuine uh, friendships partnerships and businesses have formed yeah it's pretty interesting love it it's really cool oh Robbie says major Jesus are you okay what yeah, is going on okay all right don't die in the podcast I won't. Keep it together. I won't. Uh, Robbie says major breakthrough, Alexa. We actually already said, Ambie and I have talked about this though. It's like if I did, if one of us died, it, it would, it needs to be me because then Ambie, you can still carry on the podcast. You'll bring me through. And <laughs> Jesus, you'll have both conversations. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Ah. <sighs> Right, um, my kids were talking about what if a zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah. Yesterday, y'all. If my a zombie apocalypse happens, so I'm out. That's it. That's the end of Ambi. I don't do zombies. Where are you it. going to? I'm going to like heaven or wherever the afterlife oh you're taking is. you're taking your life. I, I'm taking my life. I'm out. Oh my! I will not gonna be God. here. Good luck, everybody. I hope it works out for you. Damn. I'm done. <laughs> I don't do I don't do zombies. Jeez. I'm struggling with new triggers. Pedophilia issue is creating a lot of anxiety and anger in me. This is a comment. Yeah, no, oh sorry. Yes, this is a comment from Instagram. Yes. Um I get that. I get that. I feel like there's a lot of reasons, um, both in this life and in other lives that a lot of the things that are being um shown right now are triggering a lot of people. And so I think it's important to like sit with these triggers that are coming up and not to ask, you don't need to ask why, why is this triggering me? Because I feel like it's understandable why pedophilia triggers people, right? I don't think there's a big mystery there. However, it's, it's more of like just sitting with it and understanding this is really upsetting me. This is really bothering me. Um, is there something that I could do to help that will make me feel better? Like donating to a cause, signing a petition, something like that, that I can do that will make me feel better from my safety point, not violating my boundaries. Um, and then if there isn't, then what can you do to make yourself feel better in the moment or just sitting with those emotions and understanding that it's okay that I don't feel good right now. Yeah, or like I know this is the most overused suggestion in the history of spiritual 
the spiritual world, but journaling, man. Like I sat down and journaled today for a long time. And it just it just felt really good to just get my thoughts out, you know? It it wasn't that like I had a solution. I just needed to find a way to express my thoughts in a way where I felt like it was getting out of me, you know? And so and I don't even have kids. No one wants to talk about it. I'm ready to burn all my Victoria's Secret underwear. <laughs> Is it Victoria's Secret? What's going on with Victoria's Secret? I'll I talk know. about it later. I don't, I don't know. know. Right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean. Bobby Sue, let us know. I mean, like, let us know privately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us. But I, I do think, I know what you mean, Bobby Sue, about like nobody wants to talk about it. I mean, I even went from I want to talk about it to I don't want to hear about it. Even me, like yeah. who, who I feel very passionately about, like eradicating this and and you know healing this part of our society. But I've even been going through a phase where I'm like, just don't, I can't. I, I literally cannot. I it's too much. I saw something really disturbing yesterday when I was looking at inappropriate dolls, and I almost sent it to you. And then like something in me was like, don't don't send this to her. And so I just ignored it, and I just like. Okay, it's there. I don't need to spread the negativity. I'm just gonna put this phone down and go do something else. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's actually yesterday with the doll thing. So I've said before, like, some of my husband's friends have we've talked about kind of the situation and they've been like, Lex, like, I'm open to like, they don't they're not seeing what we're seeing, right? So they're like, Lex, like, I'm just genuinely curious, like, where you're getting this information. Like, if you want, I'm open to look at it. Like, send it to me. But, like, I don't even know what you're talking about type of thing. And part of me is like, oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'll find. There's a million things I could send you. And then another part of me is like, no. Like, I'm tired. And, like, I don't have to – it's not my job to convince anybody – and you know what? And and so anyway, yesterday when the doll thing happened, I almost was like, "Well, here you go. I could do, this is a I could send this good example. Yeah. Yeah, really really good example." And then I was like, "No, I don't want to. Like I don't want to dwell in this. I don't want to. It's not that I'm we're going to have to confront it as a society and and yeah. But I, what I'm saying is in my personal world, like, I don't want to spend my time trying to convince someone else who might not be ready to hear it that this is happening. I'd rather kind of take action where it's most effective. Um, and that's probably why they are not aware of it, because they're not ready to hear it. And I get why. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. not ready to hear it sometimes. Like, and I already know about it. But like I said, some, I've been in this phase where I'm like, no. I, it's it's I, I I tried to go back to blissful ignorance at times, and it's mm-hmm. hard, you know. Um, and I know that that's not the way. I know that like this is about waking up, but I do also want to acknowledge that it is okay for you to go in waves of things. It is okay for you to, you know, you you wake up to certain things and you absorb it, and then you go, you know what? Okay, I need a break for a minute. Like that's a lot mm-hmm. for me to integrate. That's okay. Um, it doesn't mean that you're bad or wrong or that you're doing anything wrong. It just means that you're a human and you need you're, – you, you're having your own process and that's okay, you know. Okay. Well, I thought this podcast ended 10 minutes ago, but it didn't. <laughs> it kept going. <laughs> it kept going. Yeah. Uh, she said, it's a really uncomfortable issue. Thanks, ladies, for your thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Thanks for being a part of it. And sharing your 
um, your opinions and comments. And uh, yeah, we love you guys so much. Um, and uh, until next time, keep on blooming. Bye. Bye, everyone. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to get in touch for a reading with Ambi, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, we would love to hear from each and every one of you. And you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast. Until next time, remember, open your heart to the seeds of love and light and bloom from within.